0: for 20% off. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Michigan Wild podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Schuering. All right, I'm going to fly solo with you guys today. Um, And if you're tuning in because you saw the title that said transition hunting or hunting transition, however I I phrased it there, and you're like, oh, he's going to talk about, you know, hunting, you know, you know, transitions while you're in the woods and in the field, things like that. I apologize for hoodwinking you and misleading you. Uh, I feel like it was the, the title was kind of clickbait if you will. Uh, but no, what I want to talk about, and this actually came, uh, the suggestion for this topic uh, came from a listener of the podcast, um, Nick Kramer, or Nick Cammer. excuse me, Nick Kammer. Shout out to Nick. Um, and he thought it would be a good idea for an episode to talk about the the transition that a lot of us make in the outdoor space. Uh, our outdoor pursuits, um, when it comes to having a family. How we juggle, how we balance that, um, the concessions that we make or don't make, um, and really what that looks like for, for each individual. And it's going to be different for each. And, you know, there's no right or, or wrong, <laughs> I guess, as far as, as this goes. But I want to talk about my transition. Um, and it, it's. I think it's going to hit a little bit different for me uh than maybe for a lot of others out there so if you've listened to the podcast I mean there's only you know a couple dozen episodes out there but if you've listened, you've likely heard me talk about my upbringing in the outdoors, what essentially my path looked like to get to where I'm at uh, in terms of the frequency the experience um, you know all these types of things uh, as it pertains to to hunting and fishing and <clears throat> I, you know, I would say I'm I'm avid, right? I'm I'm an avid outdoorsman. Uh, all all sorts of different things. When I was younger, I did things a lot, and I did things a lot with my dad and with my uncle and with my grandpa. It was kind of a family thing that we did, and I I probably took a lot of that for granted. I didn't pay close enough attention, and I think we're all, as kids, we're all guilty of that, right? We're all. Uh, you know, sometimes we're maybe there against our will. Maybe we'd rather be hanging out with our buddies or you know doing something else. I I don't know, but I wish I would have paid closer attention because the learning curve as I got older and uh, I, I didn't have my father to lean on and, and ask all these questions. Like as I, you know, got older and became you know a well-established adult and really started to take the deep dive into into hunting, uh, and fishing in particular. I didn't have him to to lean on to to ask all these questions and to really, you know, just kind of glean that wisdom um, that was kind of being shoveled to me, you know, shovel fed to me as a kid. You know, I just I wasn't absorbing it because I didn't think I needed to, or I I just always assumed that 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 information was always going to be readily available, and you know, and and unfortunately, life happens, and it and it's not, but. I think back to, you know, so when I really, I hunted all the way up, you know, through high school and I, and hunting, you know, really up until high school was more like upland bird hunting. Um, you know, I would whitetail hunt during rifle season for like opening weekend, like the classic Michigan tradition type thing that you've heard us talk about. And, And that was about it. I didn't bow hunt in high school. I didn't pick up bow hunting until after college and I think even then, like even when I got into bow hunting, I wasn't nearly as serious about it then as I am now. I didn't practice enough. I didn't take scouting and and all these things seriously then. Because again, I, I had someone who was doing a lot of the legwork for me. Um, and again, I took that stuff for granted. And once I, I I made that switch and I I became very serious about it and I started doing the necessary things to you know, hopefully put yourself in a position to be successful. Uh, it was, it was after the fact, it was after I didn't have that, that sounding board and I came, so, you know, let's call it mid to late twenties is when I, I I really started taking things a bit more seriously and I'm probably going to age myself here by talking about it. So, you know, 10 years ago when I, I made that switch, um, and started getting more serious. I mean, I had a few years there uh, of being able to to talk to my dad and and you know glean that that wisdom that I mentioned. Um, but then uh, after he passed, and I started to, yeah, I don't even know. Like hunting just took on a, a a new meaning for me. It became something much different than than what it had been up to that point. It had become, and this is probably the this is the this is transition 1 that I want to talk about is how you adapt how hunting changes for us as we get older as we go through life as people um you know unfortunately come and go from our lives and that changes how we look at things um you know it changes how we approach things and um, real quick, I guess I probably should have made a disclaimer here that I'm going to get a little bit deep today, uh, in our conversation. So, so bear with me if this isn't for you, I apologize, but it, uh, it changes things. Hunting became much more of a way for me to connect with my dad, even though he was gone. It became a way for me to, for my uncle and I, my dad's brother to connect, uh, because, Like a lot of us growing up, you know, your dad, like his hunting buddy, like if he had a brother was probably him or it was his dad. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of those, you know, familial ties that, um, that, that we have in, in hunting, especially here in Michigan in the Midwest where tradition is just damn, it's, it's strong, it's thick, it's heavy. Right. And it, it, again, it took on a new meaning for me. It became something different. It, became one of those things that I want to make him proud. And, you know, it, it seems silly to say that, you know, you're like, oh, I want my dad to be proud of me because of, you know, that I'm still hunting or, you know, the success that I'm having while I'm in the field. And that can be um, a bit of a weight on your shoulders when you're out there. Because one, I mean, we all want to be successful. And, you know, for for all of us, that's, that's different. That could be just taking, um, you know, a doe. Uh, you know, for meat, for the freezer, for the family. It could be, you know, targeting um, a specific buck or a specific age class of buck. And that's how you determine your success. And that's fine. For me, it became more about doing the right things. It became about, what's the word I'm looking for here, about handling myself or behaving i guess in such a way when i was in the field that would make him proud doing the things that he taught me you know like you know me having to go back for you know 20 25 years of of that wisdom that i referred to earlier and trying to you know pick things from that that he really harped on at the time that he really made a big deal out of and doing those things the way that I think that he would be proud of. And, you know, as I've, as I've gotten older and, again, I've gotten, you know, much more serious about my pursuits in, in the field, um, it's it's certainly become more about that for me is, is the connection that I have, you know, every time that, you know, I, I pick up my bow and, and head to the stand or I, you know, pick up my rifle and head to the stand or anything like that. So that's that's transition one that I want to talk about. Transition two, and this is a three-piece, a three-part, three-step process, if you will, is the change that we all go through in the hunting world when we have kids. Because for a lot of us, You know, whether you have kids in your mid-20s, your late-20s, your early-30s, your mid-30s, whenever that is. For me, I had kids in my early to mid-30s. So I had become accustomed to being able to kind of come and go uh, as I pleased when it came to hunting. Um, Being able to, you know, as long as we didn't have, you know, plans, you know, my wife and I. Being able to say, hey, you know, on Thursday, hey, the weather looks good. You know what? I want to go hunting this weekend or uh, opening weekend. I want to go hunting, whatever the case is, right? Like it was, it was very easy to find that time to prioritize that over other things. And you get very comfortable with that way of, of approaching hunting and, For a lot of people, um, you know, who maybe don't have kids yet, this may be kind of falling on deaf ears and that's okay because, you know, potentially you'll be in this situation one day and you'll think back to listening to this episode and you go, God damn, he was right. You know, things really do change as much as you tend to think that they're not really going to, they, they certainly will shift on you. And when that time came, when I had my first child and thankfully my daughter was born in December. So, you know, it doesn't fall in kind of the, the prime hunting season. So I didn't have to worry about birthday parties and, you know, things like that. However, they're, you know, when your child is one, two, three years old, um, and for anyone who, who has children listening, like, you know, exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's work. Raising a child, you know, starting a family is work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of commitment, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. And I think most importantly, it takes a lot of sacrifice. And from a a sacrificing standpoint, that means time in the woods, Uh, time doing and uh, spending time doing things that, you know, are hobbies and hunting you know for most of us is you know it's a hobby i mean we might like to say oh it's a way of life like yeah like hunting and being able to provide yeah there's a certain part of that that is is a way of life but at the end of the day it's not who we are you know it's not what we do professionally i mean maybe for some it is and kudos to you if if it is but it's it's a hobby that we have it's something that we enjoy doing in our in our free time and Once you start a family, those things are usually, you know, for for both husband and wife, those are the first things that get next because your priorities are shifted, changed completely. All of a sudden, it's making sure that you're taking care of, of your family, number one. If, you know, your young child is sick, you're probably not going hunting that weekend or that day because, you know, you're... Let's say your wife is still on maternity leave from work, from her job, and she's been home, you know, with, with the child while they've been sick or whatever the case is, is it's your responsibility as a, as a father, as a husband to, to do your fatherly duties and to, you know, make sure you're there to support, you know, your wife and, and take care of your child and spend that quality time, um, with, with your children because they're only children once, they're only young for so long. And then before you know, they're, you know, a whole teenagers like I was. So we've got to really, you know, soak that time in. And there will come a point, right? When, you know, maybe your, your kid is four, five, six years old when, you know, they're a bit more self-sufficient. And then all of a sudden it becomes, man, I can't wait so my kid gets a little bit older or I can't wait for the opportunity to to take them out, to take them to, you know, sit with you in a blind for a night, you know, just to share what you love with them. And for me, it, you know, and, and what I really want to do is sidebar here is is talk about this, hopefully get some feedback from listeners, whether you shoot me a, a message on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case is. And, you know, let me know your thoughts and I would love to, I don't know, take some questions or stories that that you listeners have and and share those um, on a future episode or or have a guest on to to talk about their experience, um, you know, transitioning from, you know, or what their hunting transitions have looked like. But you you reach that point and you want to start to get them involved, right? Because, like any of us, no matter what it is that we're passionate about. I mean, it could be it could be hunting. Hell, it could be, you know, collecting you know sports cards or knitting or whatever it is. Right, it doesn't matter. But you get to that point, and you want to start to share that with with your kids. You you hope that you know deep down, man. man I hope they take an interest in in things that I like and things that I I love to do because then we have something that we can share and that's kind of like another transition is when you have those kids and, you know, likely that time in the field gets cut back and, you know, you're trying to make the most of the opportunities and, and then they get a little bit older and you're like, man, I really want to get them out there. And they get to that certain point. You're like, man, I I can't wait for them to have an opportunity to catch their first fish, shoot their first deer, shoot their first bird, whatever it is. And that's that's a big one. And I'm, 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 I'm fast approaching that. I am very close to, you know, I've taken my daughter with me hunting one time and it was during, during bow season and we sat in a box blind and I had no intention really of shooting a deer. I mean, first off my expectations for that hunt that evening were extremely low. I I really had no expectations. I just wanted to, to get her out. I wanted her to sit in the blind with me to, you know, hopefully feel that excitement. And Don't get me wrong. Anyone who's taking their kids with them, like I had a ton of snacks. I I brought her iPad with me, which it, it feels sacrilegious to say something like that. But I mean, you got to occupy them because if you've taken a, a four-year-old into a, a deer blind or a tree stand or whatever it is with you, you know that you're only going to be able to keep their attention for so long just sitting looking at the woods. I mean, hell, we're all guilty of playing on our phones while we're sitting in a tree stand because we need something to keep our attention when nothing's moving in the woods. So I don't want to uh, sound like um, I'm not on my phone when I'm in a tree stand because Lord knows I am. But that it's a really cool time to, you know, just talk to them, you know, kind of explain to them, you know, if you are fortunate enough to see deer, explain to them, you know where that deer's coming from you know what it's likely doing moving around where you know it, where, where does it sleep dad and and all these you know curious questions that come from kids you know being able to answer that and being able to to see that curiosity i mean that's that's such a cool thing about being a parent is is the curiosity that that our kids have for for certain things hell for everything i think is is probably a better way to put it and that's that's one of those transitions that that us as as hunters, you know, men and women that we really get to enjoy only one time in our kind of hunting journey is is when our kids are young and and we first get to take them into the field and and share, you know, what's special with us with them. That's transition two. Transition 3. And I would say I'm I think transition 2 and transition 3 can they're not they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to have one without the other. Sometimes three comes before two. Sometimes two and three come at the same time. Sometimes they're years apart. But the next transition I want to talk about is when you've been hunting for a certain amount of time and you've you've had success again, however you determine that, whether it's however you determine it you've had some success you've you've felt those highs and you've felt those lows like all of us have you know that that hunt or, or fish or anything like that and you still get excited when you know, i'm going to talk about deer hunting when cuz we're you know during we're we're late deer season but we're in deer season you've 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 killed enough deer uh, you know uh, enough deer to you know you still get excited every time you do but you've done it enough Right, you've experienced that that feeling enough. That kind of adrenaline rush, those endorphins, and you know it's such a cool feeling. It's such a primal feeling, if you will. It's it's also a very heavy feeling. Um, But you want to, you want friends, you want family to experience that entire wave of emotions. That is, you know, killing your first animal. You want to share that with people. And maybe it's someone who has only fished, for example. You know, lifelong, you know, fisherman. And you want to, hey, you know, you love the outdoors. Clearly you like to fish. Man, I would love to take, you know, I would love to take you hunting sometime. I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, I don't know. You know, there there might be some pushback or some, some waffling or, you know, maybe they have been curious. They just have never... They didn't know where to start, which is, you know, that, that barrier to entry. I mean, that's there for a lot of people. But being able to be with someone and allowing them or being with them to experience that kind of first, first harvest, that first kill, that's that's a really cool thing to be a part of. And this transition is when hunting becomes more about sharing those experiences with other people than they do experiencing them again for yourself and I've had a lot of people I've talked to a lot of people over the last couple of years um, you know with my other podcast about that that mentoring of you know getting new hunters new anglers into the field and getting them to experience um, you know the the joys of you know, being able to provide for your family, and what that feels like, what that means, the 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 pride um, that comes with that, and it's you know seeing someone catch that first fish. For me, it's I'm going to use the example of catch that first fish with with my young kids, and you know seeing just that pure. <laughs> Joy. I, I don't even know another way to put it. That pure joy of you know reeling that you know four inch perch or bluegill in, and I mean they've never been more proud of than they are at that particular moment in their life, and being able to witness that ah, it's if you've not experienced it it's, it's I can't put it into words. You you just have to. Try to find an opportunity to to be a part of it because it'll change your life. I I swear to God it, it 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 makes you reevaluate everything that you thought was important up to that point because when you can help someone else be successful and this just doesn't go you know in terms of hunting. I mean this goes in life in general when you can see you know loved ones, close friends, close family you know be successful at something. I mean that's such a a great feeling, and that's where that third transition really comes from is when, when the hunt or when the pursuit becomes more about sharing that with someone else than it does about yourself. And I think we all get there. I really do. Um, I think we all, again, we hit it at different times in our life, but we all get to that point where we really want to share that with, with someone else. And I think that's, um, I think a lot of that, I don't even want to say it comes with maturity uh, because I think you you have to be mature to a certain degree to, to be able to go out there and be comfortable, you know, taking the life of, of an animal. I mean, it's not a a simple thing, at least for most. And I think that is, um, that's a, a big transition and I'm certainly at that point right now. Um, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to kill enough deer, um, in my life or birds or catch fish that, man, I just I want someone else to to have the fun too. I want someone else to to get that joy to get that rush if you know you you hook and do a fish on a fly rod and seeing how excited someone is you know when that end of that when that fly disappears or that bobber goes down, whatever it is and uh yeah, so transitions transitions in the outdoors in hunting in our life those are just some things that again um Nick had had reached out to me and, you know, how to, you know, how to balance life, how to, you know, go through these transitions and what it looks like. And I don't know, I just, he, he brought up a good point and I thought it would be a really cool topic to just sit down and talk about. So if you're out there listening, if you have some thoughts on it, uh, you want to share your stories, please feel free to <laughs> shoot me a message um, on Instagram uh, at Michigan Wild Pod, uh, you know, share those. I would love to potentially get you on here and, and talk about that. You know, what your transitions in life have looked like in the outdoors, or just you know, you know, maybe share a story on a future episode, whatever the case is. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a uh, relatively short in comparison to some of the other ones, but still something that uh, I thought maybe people would enjoy kind of listening to, or something that was at least relatable to everyone out there listening. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned next week. We're going to have another great episode for you. And until then, stay wild, Michigan.